everyone, what's going on? This is Jared. This is with the Halt Resume Podcast. I am here with an amazing day trader, generally long bias, took 15K to 800K in one year. And this is Market Omega. How's it going? Good, good, good. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. So we got a little bit of talking before this. I think let's just jump right into it. Um, so you're a long bias day trader from almost everything that I've seen. Uh, what what's i guess your history of how you got from where you were to here oh yeah so um my history i mean it hasn't been without its uh, bumps and bruises right so <laughs> i've been i've been trading since uh 2012 so basically i mean i've always had this um i've always had this love for the the stock market and uh you know my undergrad was in economics now when I graduated in, um, you know, back in 09, there wasn't, this was like, kind of like around the time when we were in the recession, right? After the housing, the housing crisis. So there weren't really a lot of jobs then. So I had an economics degree, but you know, I, I try to apply at these banks and stuff, but nobody was hiring, literally. It was nobody hiring. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, you know, I um, I need to I need to start making money, you know, one way or the other. But um, luckily for me, I had a friend that worked at a recruiting firm, right? So um, he was able to put in a good word for me, and then I got a job as a as a recruiter. Now, um, I just I was there, you know, I worked a lot of hours. I just didn't like it, you know. So one thing led to another. I ended up quitting that job. Um, and then I went from there, went to another job and the same job, it was, it was kind of like it was recruiting, but this time I was, uh, I was recruiting like finance professionals and, you know, in the process of recruiting, um, I met a few people and, you know, they just seemed all they could talk about was just money. Like they were in finance and they were making these multi-million dollar deals and stuff. And some of them were in investment banking and all they seemed to talk about was just money. And, you know, and I was like, man, I was just intrigued by it. And uh, I've always loved the market deep down. I just never, you know, traded or I never really did much investing. I mean, the, the most type, um, the most investing I did was just my 401k. But I really wanted to like get into the finance game. So um, basically, I, I did some research, and um, you know, I realized a lot of these companies they, they like you better if you have an MBA, right? And um, so I ended up going. I, I quit the job that I was working at because I had to, um, you know, go to school full time while I was getting my master's. So I basically, um, you know, I was in I was in school full time, and uh, while I was getting my MBA. Um, I started researching stocks and everything. And, uh, you know, there's this one guy in particular back then. He was like, he, you know, he was like the biggest, one of the biggest um, marketers of stocks, right? And I don't want to say his name, but I'm sure you guys know this guy. He's really popular. So, you know, he spammed inboxes and everything. And he was always, you know, in front of some Lamborghini and stuff like that. And, you know, the guy's like, yo, you know, today I just, I woke up. And I just made $4,000. I rolled out of bed and I made $6,000. Oh, I'm on a beach somewhere on an island with a laptop and I just made 12 grand. I was like, what in the hell? This dude can literally blink and he's making thousands. And I'm out here like, you know, trying to figure out a way to graduate from, uh, you know, my master's and go work for somebody and hopefully make a thousand bucks in a week or something. Right. And this guy is making it in like, in like less a day or something. So and I, that just got me hooked. So I ended up opening up a, a, a Scott Trade account, 
I funded the account. And uh, back then, these penny stocks were going crazy, right? You would see a lot of, um, there were like a lot of ads and stuff. And uh, there were these two two major promoters, um, Awesome Penny Stocks and uh, I think Victory Mark. Those were like the big, uh, the big guys. And they promoted penny stocks. And a lot of their picks will go up like, you know, multiple hundreds of percent, sometimes thousand percent. So I, I, I basically subscribed to their their service and uh, I had about four thousand dollars, you know, that I gotten from you know, as part of my tuition money or something. So I basically bought one of their picks, got in and um, I literally doubled my money in one day. I was like, man, this is so easy. Wow. You know, I'm staring there with like eight grand. I had never made that much money before. And then they had a um, that was like awesome penny stocks. And then Victory Mark had a they had a pick a few days later and I took the eight grand and then I poured it that into um, into their pick and I uh, doubled that as well. Pretty much long story short, I turned that eight grand to about like twenty five grand in less than I think it's like less than two weeks. Now I was like, wow, it's a good two weeks. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is, there's nothing like this. I've never seen anything like this before. You know, all these guys going out there to work nine to fives, they need to be, you know, investing their life savings in penny stocks. And, you know, you're going to make so much money. That's the easiest way. Wow. And like, um, ended up, you know, try to do the same thing again, you know, took the 25 grand, try to pour it into some um, promoted pick and I blew up the entire account. So, I basically went from four grand to 25 grand in less than two weeks, went from 25 grand to zero in less than three weeks. So blew it up and, uh, you know, realized this penny stocks wasn't really for me and uh, went from penny stocks to options, traded options, blew up a bunch of accounts. So within this, you know, in about from 2012 to about, I would say about 2015, right? I was just, you know, trying different things. I was blowing up multiple accounts and stuff. And, you know, while I was doing that, I was still, you know, had gotten a job at um, at a top um, wealth management firm. And, um, you know, basically my, my job was, you know, just helping um, clients with their finances, basically. I was, I, was, I was the guy that was supposed to advise them on their finances and um, do some asset allocation, you know, give them some asset allocation strategies and just make sure they're, they can retire rich, right? Basically help the rich get richer. And, um, you know, I was doing that. It was cool and all of that, but I just didn't find happiness in what I was doing. I just, you know, the money wasn't that much, you know, as much as, as much as people think like working at a big firm is like, you know, you're, you're out there and, you know, it's glamorous or, you know, you're making so much money, you're wearing a nice suit and all of that. It's just, that's not really the case. A lot of times you work a lot of hours, a whole lot of hours, and you don't make as much as people think that you would do, right? Um, the people that make the most money are like the, you know, the directors. Those are the ones that make the millions. You know, they live, they have the nice corner office and all of that. So uh, long story short, um, you know, I ended up quitting that job and, um, you know, I just, um, I decided to day trade, you know, day trading. Um, I had learned a lot over the years and, um, you know, while I was trying to do that, I was losing some money as well, but things started to turn around when I, you know, I took a step back and I started looking at like, you know, some of the data and some of the trades that I made money on. And I uh, realized that the ones that I made money on were like the really simple strategies, you know, 
and those were the ones that I made the most money on. The ones that that they just they just worked like they just common sense, you know, just looked like oh, you know, buy right here, and you can sell right here. It was just simple, and I just kept doing it, and I tweaked a few things here and there, and I, you know, I just never looked back. I've just been trading the same way. Um, I, I like trading long, more long buys than short buys. You know, just I prefer to buy dips than to try to call tops. And uh, you know, I realized that I did better buying dips going long than I did going short. So, so that's just that's just the story in a nutshell, man. Uh, last year started with thirteen grand and turned um, into close to eight hundred grand at the end of the year. I mean that's a that's a good year. Um, and then for people who don't know, uh, you were under PDT, so I'm generally guessing you were with a offshore's broker during mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was I was with an offshore broker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there there are a lot of offshore brokers, but you just have to be careful um, which ones you put your money into. Uh, with this one in particular, it was um, it was it was a firm that had been around for some time. They had great customer service, great reviews. Um, I just never, I never had any problem with them, you know. So, you know, they were they were the pretty fact good. that they twelve, the fact that they try they charge me twenty five dollars to locate them. Yeah. I'm a little angry with, yeah, but I'm okay with it because they've done me good. Yeah, they they charge you twenty five grand to locate, but I think I think it's not it's not. Um, specific to the firm, though, I think that's something. I think they said they had to pay the legislator or something like that. Or it's it's something, you know, because something offshore yeah, related. Yeah, because not not just them. Because um, there's their competitor does the same thing, and there's another one that does that too. So it's not like it's not the firm. It's I think it's just countrywide. Oh, that that's like the only joke I go around because I know who you use and I use them also. They've done great for me for a year. Yeah. Um. I just find it like the little funny thing because like I generally long bias overall. Um, like I'll grab shorts just because if a top gets put in or something and I know I could risk off of it, I'll make it back on the downside. And it was like, ah, I am paying an extra $25. But eh. if, if you're worrying about locates in your trading style, I think that's uh, something you need to fix with your style. Yeah. And the thing is though, like, um, I mean, I've always, I prefer going long um, because it's just like it's a lower barrier to entry and uh you don't have to worry about like getting locates like you know if your broker has the locates and uh, even if they do what's the cost of the locates right a lot of brokers have the yeah. locates but then you have to pay an arm and a leg for those locates i mean i've seen i've seen locates go as high as a dollar per share for like a, a stock that's you know that that's run you know, like a, um, I don't know, like a Kodak or something like that. You know, I'm not going to pay a dollar oh, okay. a share just to locate, you know. And um, even then, even then, there's like a short sale restriction on a lot of these stocks. You can't really just, you know, just whack the bid. You have to wait for an uptick to short. And um, I, a lot of times, if you're not careful, you can actually blow up your entire account uh, shorting. You know, I've seen more people blow up in one day shorting than, going long you know within the thing with longing is like if you're losing money it's usually like paper cuts like um you know you, you can like buy a stock and it drops and you sell and you know you you rarely blow it up in one day long it oh for sure as we're shorting you know you can you can see somebody that'll have a a nice 
win streak for like a month. They're you're consistently green, you know, making 10,000, 15,000, 30,000, 40,000 short in stocks, right? And then you have one stock, but nowhere, this black swan event will basically wipe out all their profits that they've worked hard for for like a month. It will literally wipe it out if it doesn't blow them up, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so with everything, you will we'll hit something more recent. You made a relatively large announcement um, opening up your own, not like pump room, but your own chat own room. Service. In a sense. Yeah. Own service. That's the perfect yeah, way to yeah. put it. Yes. Um, so while I have you here to do this, what all actually is going on in that service? Right. So pretty much, um, you know, I was actually a part of another service uh, for about a year. And the guy that I was with, I mean, him and I go way back. Right? You know, I, I think I've known this guy for about, uh, I would say about seven years now. You know? so, so I think I met, I met him online like either 2013 or 2014. You know, and there's always been like this mutual respect. And um, last year, he just hit me up. He's like, hey, I've got this, you know, you know, chat room going on. Why don't you just come aboard and, you know, see what we have going on? And uh, initially, I was kind of like, mm, I was a little hesitant. You know, I, I almost blew him off because I was like, mm. I didn't really like the idea of being, you know, in a chat room, um, you know, being being a, a moderator in a chat room or just being a, a partner in a chat room because, you know, people have this tendency to group everybody that owns a chat room into the same, you know, basket. You know, like they, they feel like, oh, well, if you have a chat room, you know, you're automatically a, what they call a fool, right? If you have a chat room, yeah. all you care about is money. Or if you have a chat room, you're just a marketing guy. You're just selling courses, you know. You don't care about trading. You don't care about your subscribers, you know. If you're making so much money, why would you be in a chat room and blah, 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 blah. So initially, I was just kind of like, nah, I don't know. And then he's like, well, why don't you just try it out? You know, try it out for about a month and, you know, see um, – see see what you think see if you like it and all of that and then if you don't then you can always just leave after a month so um i got on board with him last year i think it was april i believe you know march or april and um you know when i got in i like the embrace you know a lot of people took to my uh, my style of trading um you know they liked it when i was on the mic and all of that stuff and i actually liked the room so i ended up sticking around for a lot long um i, I think i stuck around for the long road basically. And um, fast forward to this year, I mean, I was just like getting a lot of uh, messages, a lot of DMs from people, a lot of requests saying, hey, you know, Market Omega, when are you going to start your service? You know, every time you're on the mic, I like how you sound, you know, I just like your commentary. I like your, you know, your, your style of trading. You know, when are you going to get a service? I want to be a part of it. You know, why don't you come on board? And it was just, I was just getting requests. I mean, there was times when I would get like 10 messages on average every day from either Twitter, either, um, you know, Discord, Instagram, just, just, hey, you know, what's, what's up with your service or what do you do and all of that. So um, I decided to, you know, to, um, that go the other direction and start my own service, you know, so that people can um, have a direct access to me and my strategies and hear me on the mic, um, you know, all day basically. And um, yeah, so I started about I think about a two weeks ago, and uh, it's been it's been good ever since. You know, we're 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 slowly uh, but surely coming along. Um, 
know, the membership is getting, you know, it's growing slowly but surely. And uh, yeah, you know, it's been it's been good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, uh, just knowing from what I see online, I think you'll be doing fine uh, with or without the service. But I think the idea that you're using it as a tool to educate people rather than just make money from it is the uh, idea of what the opposite of the food, right? Right, right. Um, so you're live on the mic uh, daily. That's what it yeah. seems like. Yeah, I usually get on the mic uh, about 30 minutes before the market opens. So um, I'm out here in Texas, so we're central time. So the market opens at 8.30. So I get on the mic at 8 o'clock. And uh, basically, I just go through, you know, my watch list, you know, what I what I see, what stocks um, are my favorites. Um, you know, if there's any major news headline out there, it's something we should be on the lookout for. Um, if there's any stock that that went crazy the last, uh, you know, the previous day, you know, what what, what should we look out for? Um, you know, what do I where do I see the stock going and all of that? You know, like I think last Friday we had GameStop um, rip. And, um, you know, GameStop, I think towards the close, I was watching GameStop and I have it on my watch for continuation for uh, for tomorrow. So, you know, usually I do that. I just go over the pre-market watch list and say, hey, look, you know, I like the stock. Um, this uh, analyst upgraded the stock or, hey, this stock is popping, but you guys need to be careful long in this stock because, you know, these are the, this is the group behind this this um, this stock popping, and this is what they normally do every time it pops, and just basically give people a roadmap um, to, um, you know, a roadmap to trading that day. And um, when once the market opens, I'm on the mic, and uh, you know, I, when I get in, I get in, let everybody know, hey, I'm getting in. Or if, if I'm if I'm not getting in, but I'm watching the stock, I always say, hey guys, I'm watching the stock. I kind of like it, and. I give them like my thought process. Hey, this is why I like the stock. And if I'm going to get in, this is the area I'm going to be getting in. And usually when I get in, I always tell people, hey, this is my stop. This is my profit target. So everyone is like in tune with my trading. And that's basically how I wanted to structure this, the chat room. And uh, if you come in the chat room, there's 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 um, there's multiple channels in there. So for people that like um, you know, trading small caps, you know, that's usually the main room right there. And uh, we also have another another room for large cap. So, you know, if you just specifically like large cap trading, there's a channel there for you. Um, we have another channel for like just TA. So people can like post, um, you know, post um, charts and helpful links in there for TA. Um, we have crypto, people that trade crypto or invest in crypto. We have that for you as well. And, um, you know, we have lounges, right? We have areas where people can just, kick it if you don't want to trade stocks but you just want to stay in there and chat with people or interact network you know we have there's a lounge area in there so um basically it welcomes everybody of all of all um you know from all works of life and everybody of all experience levels so yeah okay okay um so not not that you have to say it here um do you go into any details of your strategies what they are um uh uh, kind of like YouTube video type things, um, <laughs> not necessarily YouTube, but well, I, I do uh, weekly recaps, right? So if you if you um, look up my YouTube channel, Market Omega, just type in Market Omega in there, you'll see my YouTube channel. And every week I post, um, you know, I post um, weekly recaps. And usually, what the weekly recaps are like, I look at the stocks that that um, 
that had a lot of action and um, the ones that I traded. And I kind of like give a broad um, analysis of, of the stock, right? Oh, I traded this because this is kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, this is what I was looking at. And I've gotten um, a lot of positive, uh, positive feedback from that. So, um, you know, that's like a way for people to kind of understand my thought process going into these names. And um, in the chat room, I'm on the mic as well. And I, you know, do the same thing. Uh, but sometimes I get more granular uh, when I'm on the mic, right? So I'm saying, hey, I'm getting in here because I'm looking at this or look at the tape and you know, this is what's going on here. And it looks like they're playing games or it looks like some there's a there's a hidden buyer right here and this is this level, you know? So I do that. And then um, I also have like um, um, a class that I offer that has more, I mean, it's pretty much everything I know. I'm teaching everything I know in the class. Okay, so. so there there is something extra just besides the room. Right. There's something extra uh, for, you know, people that want to have more, go more in depth into the strategies. So, you know, I do offer a class as well. Okay. I can, I can say out of experience and out of adding uh, a mixture of your plays into something that I trade, uh, your YouTube channel is well worth it and has made me more than enough money. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Good to hear. Oh, <laughs> no, no. There, there's there's thank you on my end to you, not the other way around. <laughs> um, so when I first uh, saw you or heard of you, it was a webinar you did for your previous uh, room that you were in, and you went into details about Mighty Mouse. Mm -hmm. Can you can you just share a little bit of that Mighty Mouse story here? I think it's uh, kind of inspirational and uh, shows you don't always have to be doing something. Oh, no, no, no. The, the great mythical Mighty Mouse. <laughs> so you guys I always talk about Mighty Mouse. So Mighty Mouse is a guy at this firm that I used to work with. And um, they, they called him Mighty Mouse because of physically he was like, you know, he was short in stature, right? Short dude, lanky. I mean, this guy, like, he was like a, oh, gosh. He, like, when you take a look at him, you wouldn't even know. Like, I mean, he's he's just quiet. Like, he's very quiet, very meek, and uh, he doesn't talk a lot. But he is, he is he's a giant when it comes to trading. Like, I always say that guy's the best trader I've ever known. The, the best trader I have ever known. And um, he never gets into a stock unless... It's like a quality setup. And when I say a quality setup, like everything has to align. It's got to align on every aspect. Like, you know, um, sector has to be in the right sector, right? Has to have the right flow. It has to have the 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 um, weekly, the the daily, intraday. Everything has to align to a T before he takes the trade. And like. You can like you know we'll be trading and you know we'll just be there just just quiet don't say anything he'll just be quiet and like you know we're all trading and it's like hey you know i'm up two thousand today oh i'm up a thousand i'm up five grand today i'm up eight grand hey mighty mouse uh do you trade no no there's nothing and he's that's how like literally that's how he says no <laughs> no um you see anything i liked like a whole sentence and, and that's then that's it like and, and he would just be quiet and i'm like dude like he doesn't really talk like that it's like hey uh mike mouse do you like anything you know what are you looking at oh nothing that's it like that's his answer nothing but when he sees a trade this guy will go he doesn't like he doesn't 
share, right? You can take a hundred thousand shares, two hundred thousand shares, and you only get in the trade if you can make at least a point. He has to make at oh, least wow. a point. Or okay. More. If, you, if you can't make a point, then that's not you know that's not worth it for him. There's not a lot of meat. You know, so um, you know, we started saying this thing. It was like Mighty Mouse only comes out. You know, when he only eats cheese when there's no trap. Eat cheese, no trap. Oh, you know, if the if the if if the cheese is there, right? But it looks like there's gonna be a trap, a trade. Then don't go in there. Don't try to eat the cheese because you're gonna get killed. Right? If the if the setup doesn't look like an A quality setup, it looks nice. It kind of gives you an idea that oh man, this could be nice, right? It's it's fancy, but it's basically a pig in a suit. Go out there, try to you know, um, um, you go out there try to take the trade. You're gonna lose your 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 ass. Uh, but uh, he will only get in the trade if it's an A quality setup. And once it works, I mean, once it once it once it comes around, he he sizes up. Like he can take, like I said, a three you know hundred thousand shares, two hundred thousand shares. He doesn't care, much as he can take. He will only get in if he can make a point, you know, points or more. And um, you know, we'll be up, you know, two grand, four grand, you know, and in one day he'll make out all our entire PLs in one day. In one day, like literally. So the the moral of the story is, you know, be be like Mighty Mouse. Don't think that you have to trade just, all uh... the time. You know, you don't have to trade every I've seen people post their charts and everything, and it just looks like I was like, what in the hell? Like, are you a bot? Like, you know, it's, it's like crackhead trading. Like, you look at the charts, you see a bunch of arrows. You know, buy, 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 sell, 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 buy, 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 sell, 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 sell. Like, what, what is that? That's not trading. No, that's not trading. If you ask me, that's really not trading. No, it's like you see people like that. You know, they 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 short, 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 add, 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 short, and then you have people that are long. They, they you know they buy, 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 and it's like. The whole the whole chart just looks like a bunch of arrows in it, and um, I don't think you want to trade like that. You know, you're just gonna end up enriching your broker. You don't want to do that. So only trade the. I was gonna say, what? Compared to compared to your charts, where you have you know, one buy, two three sells max. Yeah. So usually, you know, I try to get in. When, like when I get in, um, I piece out of my position. So normally, if you if you look at my chart, it's usually I get in. I sell a portion when it, you know, when it's going my way, I'm selling some, I'm scaling out the position. And then usually, you know, if it comes back, if it comes back, I just stop out. And then if the setup comes around, I, I try to get in again and repeat the same thing. But rarely, I don't try, like, if you look at the charts, I rarely go in like, you know, buy, 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 sell, 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 sell. And it's like, I don't, that's not really, I mean, it's not really the best way to trade. I don't, I don't trade like that. I don't like to trade like that. I mean, there's been times when I've been caught up in that kind of, uh, in that type of um, condition where I was buying and selling and buying and selling, you know, but that's usually when I don't have a great read on the stock. At that point, it's like, you know, I should, I should just walk out, like, you know, just leave the table. You know, it's not working for me at that time. But um, the best trades are usually when I just get in, I see the setup, get in full size, and um, you know, scale out. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I'm leaning more towards that. Um, as I as I've added into my accounts and everything. Um, so one thing I want to touch on, we you hit on it a little bit ago, 
um, and caught me off guard when I first looked at your profile. You have an MBA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Go Celts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sense a little sarcasm. Yeah, I know. There. It's like a guy with an MBA at a day trades, right? <laughs> it's like, what are you? What are you doing? Why'd you go get the MBA and you start day trading? I know. I always wanted the MBA. Um, so, I mean, my my family. I'm, I'm from a certain background where. Like my parents always paid um, a lot of emphasis on education, like furthering education. I mean, I'm, I'm Nigerian, right? I'm birth, I'm, I'm, I'm Nigerian. So if you know anything about Nigerians, we're all like, you know, so into education. Our parents are like into education a lot. They push you into certain careers, right? They want you to be a doctor or engineer. You know, you're a doctor, engineer, disgrace. And, um, you know, my dad was like, well, you know, get, go get your masters, go get your masters. You have to get your masters. And he had like drilled that into us since we were young, like since we were, you know, even before high school, it's like, yo, you know, you go to college after college, you always you need to further your education. So luckily for me, um, my dad had paid entire uh, college tuition. So I didn't have any student loans for the college. Um, but he said that when I go to get my MBA, then I have to pay for that. So, um, you know, that's one reason why I got my MBA too, because I didn't, I mean, I wasn't going to carry multiple loans. I wasn't going to carry college loan and a master's loan. Okay. So it was just easier for me to just, you know, it was just, you know, I was going to get my master's with no student loans. And, uh, also my, my dad had paid for my first, uh, first uh my first year of my master's so well, second year i had to do it on my own so yeah no no i mean that's fine that it's just something you know um you'll see gurus furus out there and they'll be like oh you don't need to go to college or anything you're someone who says you can do either route but this is the route that i took and while i do have this uh, do you do you even get to apply anything you learned from there right um, now well <laughs> The, the, the thing about getting an MBA, right, the thing about grad school is um, it, it teaches you the bigger picture. So if you were trying to, like, start a business, right, or if you were, you know, yeah, well, if you're trying to start a business, you learn um, stuff in, you know, your master's to kind of help you out, you know. But um, with the thing with the master's, it teaches you more so, like, especially with MBA, like, go work at an investment bank, when you're done with your grad school, right, you go into investment banking as an associate or something, right? Or you go work at a, as a consultant, right? You work as a consultant or that's usually the, you know, the route people take after they go into business school. And, um, you know, they never tell you there's no there's no class in there that says day trading. There's no day trading topics or anything. So <laughs> there's, you know, if you're trying to go day trade, go to uh, business school, so you can learn strategies in day trading, you're wasting your money. So um, with me, I actually went to grad school. Um, and when I graduated, you know, with my MBA, I actually went the route of working at a firm, a you know, big firm. So, you know, um, I worked there, I worked at two big firms, you know, two of the top big firms in the, in the uh, wealth management side of the firm. So with, when, you know, when I was there, yes, I did apply um, the what I learned in business school at that firm, came in handy. But when I quit, when I left the firm, 
none of that, you know, that didn't help me out as much. When I was, you know, when I was day trading. And um, what I do, like, you know, where I would say the MBA actually helps out is like when you're trying to, um, when, when you're trying to do like more of a, a economic, um, like you're looking at like the economy or something like that and trying to, uh, you know, do like a sector wide analysis or something that helps you out. Or maybe if you're trying to do like a fundamental analysis of a, of a stock of, of a company, yeah, that could help you out. Right. Um, but so that's usually if you're trying to invest, not if you're trying to like day trade. Uh, like I have a, okay. I have a, I have a, uh, um, a long-term portfolio with a bunch of stocks in there that I did fundamental analysis on using some of the things that I learned in my MBA. Okay. Um, if you're trying to do like an asset allocation or stuff like that, yeah, you can use stuff from your MBA and uh, do like a Monte Carlo simulation, find out exactly you know, the risk level and the risk return and all of that, like a sharp ratio and all of that, that, yeah, that's fine. That's when you, you know, when you can use some of the stuff you learned in your MBA, it helps out. But when you're trying to day trade and you're, you know, looking at the stock and there's some you know, pump chat room stuff or it's, you know, the, the, some, some bag holders and stuff, MBA is not going to help you for that. Right. So it's just, uh, it's good to know. Um, I actually used my MBA. I graduated. I worked at a firm. But then, you know, I decided to go to the route of uh, working for myself because I prefer to do that. Um, I love trading more than I love investing. Yeah, so, so yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's worked out for you, right? It's going great. It's going great. <laughs> <laughs> can't 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 say can't say you didn't make the right choice here. Yeah, I just um, I like and more more than anything though. It's the freedom. I like the freedom more than anything. I like the the. Um, ability to wake up whenever i want to trade whenever i want to trade from anywhere um i'm not answering to anybody i don't have a boss um that's the beauty of it like that that right there makes it worthwhile that's 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 the reason why like i mean i don't i don't i, I can go and work at like an investment bank and make you know millions right like on the uh, managing director level that's you know if I climb the corporate ladder and maybe get to a managing director or something, yeah, I mean, you're making millions a year and your bonuses would be like 10 million or whatever. Cool. But you don't have that, like that freedom, you know, that you're, you're, you're answering to shareholders, you're answering to the chairman, you're answering to the board and all of that, you know? And if you're like on an analyst level in an investment bank, you're answering to your associate, you're working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week or more, you know, if you're an associate, now you're answering to the directors and you're still working a lot of hours and people telling you what to do and all of that. Like, that's not really me. I've never been the type of person that would do that. You know, I'll rather make, I'll rather make 80, 100,000, 200,000, you know, working for myself and go make 500,000 working a bunch of hours and building somebody else's dream. I mean, you can't you can't be angry with even eighty k a year. No, <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's not bad. Like, it's not bad at all. No, absolutely not. Especially, I mean, especially if you're not out there, if you're not working a bunch of hours and you still have your, you know, you have your freedom and you still make eighty grand. That's that's great. There are people out there that work fifty hours a week, sixty hours a week, just to make eighty grand, and they don't see their family. They don't have know time to just go out there and just do whatever they want travel they they don't have that 
know, so. Yeah, no, I mean, the whole idea behind this podcast was financial freedom and whatever you see financial freedom as. You just explained your financial freedom and you hit on a point where I'm a little younger, only 26. Um, it was something I learned at my last job where I would work with people and like, I'm okay going on the weekends. I have, you know, a wife and everything, but I don't have children. These people are working 60 hour weeks and not getting to see their kids. And I'm like, I don't ever want that where you can, you're working at home with your kids. Right. Absolutely. I, I think, I think that that whole aspect of it makes it, um, I want to say a bigger thing overall where you might not be making as much money, but then what is your time worth? And then what is your time with your family worth? You can't put a price on that, man. That, that just, you know, just that time. Like, I mean, I have a newborn, right? I have a newborn son. Uh, he's about five months now. Like come Monday, you know, I wake up every, you know, I wake up on Monday, you know, hold him for as long as I want to hold him. If I don't feel like trading that day, I just want to, you know, play with him. I can do that, you know? And, and like, if we're if we want to go on a vacation tomorrow if we want to go to disney world tomorrow we can do that you know if we want to go anywhere we can do that and that's the beauty of it that's that's what makes to, to me in my opinion i always say like trading is one of the best jobs in the world it's it's one of the it, okay it's the easiest one of the easiest hardest jobs you can ever have and what do i mean by that right it's a, it's a good definition it's the easiest hardest job you can ever have right because in this, and it's easy in the sense that, you know, all you have to do is just fund your account and you're clicking buttons. Literally easy. It's so easy. There's low barriers to entry, um, to entry uh, when it comes to trading. But it's hard in the sense that you can, you know, you can work as hard as you want, you know, as a trader. You can still lose money. You can come into market every day and you can still lose money. Right? It's hard. It's not as easy as, you know, as it looks. But if you can figure it out. If you actually can turn the the, uh, the tables and you if you can figure out this whole trading thing and you're consistently making money, man, that's the best job in the world because you're making money. You know, you have your time. You have your time. You can hang with your family. You can travel. You can you know you can literally wake up in the morning, trade the trade the open, and go back to sleep. Wake up whenever you want. Go watch a movie. Go work out. I mean, you can do whatever. That's the freedom. You know. And, but you have there are people out there that have that same freedom, right? But they're not making any money. Right? They have the freedom to do what they want, but they don't. They don't have any money. You know, they're like they're bums. Oh yeah, it's can money. they fund the lifestyle that they they're applying for, right? right? So it's like if you um, if you have both, I'll go, keep going. if you have both, you know, if you can trade and make money and you have your freedom, that's great. You know, if you if you're out there and. Uh, you know, you don't trade, you don't have a, you know, you don't want to work. You just want to chill and not do anything. Yeah, you have your freedom, but you're not making any money in any way. You're not working. You just don't want to work and you don't want to put in the work or anything like that. Then, yeah, in that case, that person is a bum. But if you're, you know, if you're actually working or you're trading and, you know, you're bringing in money or something like that, then, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. No, uh, I agree one thousand percent, and that and like it all comes back to what what do you consider as financial freedom? As whoever's listening, or even you, and you even said it, where you can wake up and just hang with your family, mm-hmm. 
and, and not have to worry. And that's something that a lot of people, I think, want to wish they could say they can do, but they can't. Right. 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 Um, so I'm going to lean off the topic of overall market um, and hit on just a few more rapid fire type things um, that have blown up from 2020 to 2021. Um, of course, I have to we'll start it off with the most recent thing. Uh, that I, I I think everybody saw it on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Uh, the whole GameStop situation. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Not not to say how much you made, not to say like what your strategy, how you traded it. Um. So two points I I want to ask, and having you as a with an MBA and investment banker beforehand, um, everybody was trying to stick it to Wall Street as Wall Street was losing money. Uh, what's your thought on that overall? Oh, good. I loved it. Oh my God, I was clapping. That is awesome. More, more, more to come. More of that. We need more of that. Gosh, because like the little guy has always been on the losing end when it comes to uh, finance as a whole, trading, investing. The the little guy usually loses. You know, they they lose more than the big guys. These guys, I mean, these guys that are short biased or you know these these um. Um, oh gosh, what's the, even the, the, these corporate raiders at these companies, right? They, they basically, they, they take bets. They can take as many bets as they want for as much as they want. And guess what? If it goes sour, if it goes down, they get bailed out, they get bailed out. Like, I mean, if you look at like, go all the way back to 2008, right? The whole, um, housing crisis that happened, nobody went to jail. None of those guys went to jail. Like they, they got bonuses. They got bonuses that same year. These guys got million dollar bonuses, multi-million dollar bonuses. And who was left holding the bag? The little guys. Little guys. They all I mean little guys get, get left holding the bag. Um, you know, you have all these other firms, you know, they get bailed out. Like if something happened, they get bailed out. Like, I mean, for once, let the little guy be happy. Let the little guy have the carry the big stick okay let the little guy be the one calling the shot and i just i'm so happy it happened at gamestop i'm really i mean it's awesome you know it's a lesson it's a lesson in in corporate greed and i I think actually you know they're gonna they're probably gonna make a movie about this Uh, they're probably gonna it's gonna be on a movie or some type of uh, episode on you know billions or something like that but um yeah, I'm happy to happen. So these firms, you know, they were shorting this stock, GameStop, and uh, even naked shorting, which I actually thought was illegal. You know, and they they could do that. You know, and uh, there there were few people, retail traders, that came together and said, "Hey, I don't think this company it should be valued this low. I don't think it should be two dollars a share. This company is not a two dollars share company. There's a lot of value in this company. You know." Um, Sony is coming out with the new PlayStation. I had to play the, um, I don't know, is that a five? Yeah, PlayStation 5, right? Yeah, it's a five. The, so, Sony's coming out with PlayStation 5. Uh, Microsoft is coming out with the new Xbox. All these games are coming. NBA 2K, uh, 2K11 is coming out. And all of these these games, Call of Duty, and people, there's still interest in GameStop. They have their retail stores out there. And I mean, this stock is way, 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 way overvalued. I mean, undervalued. 
should not be two dollars a share it should be way more than that and people came together and saw the value in the stock and they all worked together to stick it to the the greedy the greedy hedge fund managers those guys were short the stock like crazy the guy from um uh, melvin capital um um what's his name gabe plotkin or whatever he was short you know a lot and uh, he, oh, you yeah. know, he he almost blew up the firm. You know, if he didn't get that bailout from Steve Cohen and um, and um, the other guy from Citadel, the Citadel guy, Ken Griffin. If he didn't get the ba- the bailout from Citadel and Ken Griffin, you know, he he probably would have blown up. And I'm sure they still lost a lot of money. Even even um, Cohen was short the stock and he lost some. I'm sure, those guys lost some money. Uh, and and Robinhood, what they did was so unethical because Robinhood. Robinhood routes the orders to Citadel. So, so there's this thing called payment for order flow, where a lot of these firms, they get, you know, um, a lot of these firms, especially the ones that they have like zero commissions, um, when you send your order, they basically route it to the highest paying ECN, their highest paying avenue, right? They route your order to the highest paying avenue and, and they keep the rebates. They keep the rebates from routing the orders. You know, TD Ameritrade does that. Uh, Schwab used to do that. A lot of these firms were doing that. So Citadel being the, high, the, 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 um, the biggest firm when it comes to electronic trading and HFT, they were getting all these orders and paying Robinhood for those retail orders. And eventually, what, you know, these firms, what they do is they, you know, they want to take the other side of retail trade. So if you're buying a stock, they're trying to sell you that stock trying to take the other side of the trade and you know 90 over 90 percent of retail loses money right on their trades so that means the other guys the people on the other side of the trade are the ones that's making money so when retail is making money hand over fist like in gamestop squeezing these guys these guys are losing money they're losing money because they're over short the stock and they you know it, it's stock just went went nuts and I, and I still think gamestop even though it's pulled back from 400 uh 500 out to it went all the way down to the 40s and now it's back over 100 i still think it breaks 200 and if it does if gamestop breaks 200 sometime this week it could easily run back to all-time highs or go close oh to, yeah it's it, got, it can easily at least get close to 400 you know that's just my it's opinion. got very little volume up there you no know, that's my opinion like i think that's what's happening you know these guys are they're still trying to short the stock and you know, there's still people out there to short the stocks. There's still funds out there to short the stock. I just, I just want the retail investor to win once. Like, I want them to win on an astronomical level where the, the somebody is losing from the greedy hedge fund industry. Some hedge fund guy is blowing up as a result of retail. And not blowing up as a result of like you know uh, another institution taking the other side of their trade. No, I want them to blow up as a result of retail. The retail coming together, putting our our resources together, and and enriching ourselves for once. Right. So yeah. Well, well you've had that happen once. Uh, Citron, a notoriously short bias firm that would put out hit pieces. Uh, they are now a long bias firm. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I think that's funny. I think that's ridiculously funny. Because these guys, let me tell you, a leopard doesn't change the stripes. Right? These guys, Citadel, they're not just going to, they've been, they've been short buyers 
for years. Their entire model is based on a short thesis. They pay research firms to get info on companies. All their connections at these retail firms um, and the research firms are short bias. I, they have inside people. They have, I'm sure they have private investigators and all of that. All these people are paid to uncover a short thesis, right? the short play. So you think these people all overnight, all of a sudden, they're just going to flip the switch. They just flip it and now they're long only. I'm sorry. No, I, I think this is a ploy. This is, this is what they're probably going to try to do is, right, is... Because normally, what they you know they put out these short um, the short info to to bash the stocks, right? So what they're trying to do, I'm thinking, is they're gonna say yeah, they're long buys a stock, right? Stock is gonna pop. They're gonna turn turn around and short it. I think that's what they're gonna try to do, right? Okay. So, kind of like a, a, a three card Monty, right? That game. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you show you show one thing, right? Make the other person believe that. What they look at, what they're looking at, is what it is. But in reality, real action is somewhere else. Okay, and I think that's what they're doing. That's uh, you know they they're not. I, I highly doubt that their main goal is to go long and be a long only firm. I'm sorry, I I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be working with another firm that's they're, they're going to pay to take the other side of their bet, right, where they're going to say yeah we're long, but then their friend is actually indeed short huge size. And it's gonna work out for them at the end. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't buy that. Okay, so that's the GameStop uh, situation. We'll do. Uh, we'll do. I guess the last rapid fire question for you. It, it's a <laughs> relatively larger one here, and then uh, we'll call it. Um, so last year into this year. Um, social media has become a larger influence into the market. You have things like Hertz that went bankrupt and bounced like $3 intraday to um, live streaming on YouTube, live streaming on Twitch, uh, TikTok, Instagram videos, everything going over. Let me teach you how to trade or here's what I'm doing live. Um, first, what, what are your thoughts on that? And then second, uh, do you see anything coming from it in the future? I know we already seen the raging bull Jason Bond thing with the SEC filing happening. Do you see anything else like that happening in the future? Um, yeah, of course. I mean, the thing is a lot of these firms, right? A lot of these, these guys, like, like people like the raging bull, I mean, they got really big. Uh, you know, they, they got big. I mean, they've been around for years. I mean, even before I started trading, you know, this Jason Bond, he was, he was big time even all the way back in 2012. So they've been around for years. But if you look at what the SEC, what, you know, the issue with the SEC, um, I think they um, they were targeting retirees and like um, – a few of them, at least one person in the group was uh, trading, was trading somebody's accounts, trading a few people's accounts. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, don't you know? Don't quote me on this. Like, you know, this is just basically speculation. But it's a, uh, it's online. Um, I think somebody was trading their account and they were unlicensed to do that. So you know, there's um, there's a few things out there that um, you know that caused that that to happen. 
Uh, I mean, they made over a hundred, over a hundred million in, in like five years or something like that, just off of marketing and heavy promotion. But um, I think just doing things the right way, you know, if you do things the right way, um, you know, be transparent, you know, be honest and all of that, then um, yeah, it's, um, you know, just do things the right way. Uh, the services are not going to stop. People are going to put out services as long as there's nothing wrong with, with teaching people how to trade. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. If you do it the right way, you know, you can teach people that. And genuinely people are out there that want to teach people and help them learn. And um, there are people out there that want to learn how to trade and want to be successful as well. So there's nothing wrong with that as long as you do it the right way. Now, as far as like, you know, social media, I mean, social media is just is going to, uh, it's going to just go nuts. It's going to go to the next level. Everybody's using social media in one way or the other to uh, bring attention to them or their services. I mean, you have uh, guys out there now, they're streaming on YouTube. Um, they're, they're literally, they're, they're streaming YouTube um, to their, you know, to whoever will listen, basically, whoever will watch their stream, and they're trading live on YouTube. And, um, you know, you're, you're going to see people out there doing it. Matter of fact, even these hedge funds and these big firms, they're, they're actually subscribing to some of these traders out there. And they're in these chat rooms and these forums, like on uh, Reddit, the Wall Street Bets. There are a bunch of firms in there. You know, they masquerade as regular retail investors, but what they're doing is they're using that as uh, a gauge, you know, to basically gauge the overall sentiment of retail and also know which stocks do the retail, you know, the, um, which stocks do retail like the most and which ones are they more bullish on or bearish on. So I think, you know, social media is, the, social media is going to be intertwined with finance one way or the other. It's just going to be, you know, they're all going to work together. You know, you have apps like uh, Webo that lets you trade without commissions and Robinhood. And, um, you know, you're, you're probably going to have like social media investing platforms where it'll be like a Facebook where people are like talking to one another and everything like that. And, you know, when somebody places a trade, it's like a post. Hey, Mr. Such and Such, your friend, bought X amount of shares and you can comment on it, you can like it and all of that. And I think that's where this whole thing is headed. It's going to be big. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's just going to be a part of our lives. And also if you take a look around, like with the current um, environment that we're in with COVID, I think about COVID people being unemployed, some people being unemployed for, for, for months and they're looking for ways to make money. They're going to be staying at home trying to make money. And, you know, what, what do you think they're going to do, right? They're going to try to research stocks, going to be join chat rooms and interact with other people to know what's the next best stock or, you know, what's the next best sector and when, where can I catch the next GameStop, you know, the next AMC or even the next Tesla, right? And it's all going to be all intertwined and uh, everybody's just going to be a part of it. Um, but with that, I think you're going to see more regulations of social media. And um, a lot of you know, this is going to be heavy regulation in that in that um, in that in that sector. But, um, yeah. So the idea was is there is a pretty well known um, day trader who live streams on YouTube. Um, I, I can I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Absolutely. Um, and th there's a lot of controversy around that, right? Um. He is streaming. He gets, you know, 20,000 viewers on YouTube, 5,000 on Facebook, plus members of his own room. 
Um, and is it, I don't want to say ethical, but even, even legal to be, you know, while he says, don't do what I'm doing, people do what he's doing. Right. Is that the right thing to do? Um, Um, ethically, if you ask my opinion, you know, this is just my opinion, ethically, no, I, because just knowing the nature of the stocks and how these stocks move, right? It's there's no way you can say, well, don't do what I'm doing, or you know, don't follow my lead, or don't you know, don't jump in where I'm jumping in. There's no way you can say that, and people are not going to jump in. They're still going to jump in. These are going to you know, they're going to move these stocks, and eventually the stocks are going to drop, and somebody's going to be there holding the bag, right? And and vice versa, if you're shorting, the same thing, right? Hey, don't short where I'm shorting. And people are going to short where, where, where that person's short and the stock is going to drop and eventually it's going to squeeze and they're going to lose money. So ethically, yeah, I, I don't think that's ethical to do that trading in those type of stocks. Now, if, he, if that person was live streaming Apple, right, if that person was live streaming Apple or, or live streaming a blue chip stock and, and given feedback on on um on the stock or something right or giving their thesis on the stock or or saying hey this is why i think this sector is going to outperform or this stock is going to outperform and they're going to beat the earnings or this you know something like that on a stock that that's not low float or you know not a otc or garbage stock that you know the end then yes that'll be you know it's great but knowing the nature of these stocks that they're live streaming they're low float stocks 90 percent of those stocks are garbage and you know what what they say you know when, when they when they preach these stocks these stocks move so ethically yeah i wouldn't i mean i don't think that's the best route to go legally i think that person is still within their their legal right you know i don't think it's illegal to live stream your your stocks you know, that you're in i don't think that's legal the same the same way people live stream games the same way people live stream events um, you know, you can live stream your stock, uh, I think, but I think you're not allowed to show the level two or something. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's legal, right. But, you know, there's certain things that you can't do while you're doing that, but is it ethical? If you ask me, no, I don't think that's ethical. No. And that's just, you know, um, as it's been growing more recently with, and again, with social media, with the whole GameStop event, getting, news coverage around the world that people like uh roaring kitty where it went from like 50k to 500 mil or something in like a month or two because i thought it was like three, yeah. uh i thought it was like 30 mil or something even even though that's a lot that's still a lot <laughs> he went from 50k to a lot of money a lot of money <laughs> um w- with all of that happening um I, I just wanted to get the thought process behind where do we think it's gr- going um, I know people know that I trade and I go to a gym and then next thing I know uh, that whole GameStop thing in between every rep or every set I was getting questions just bombed at me. Um, so the thought process behind what's going to happen with social media in the future and that even that idea of, you know, the moment you make a order gets put out as like a, um, a tweet almost or whatever that, that if that happens, that's going to be a next level I'll say. Absolutely. I think that's that's where we're headed. I actually think that that's where we're headed. Um, I think like trading and investing is going to be way more open than it is. It's going to be more social than it is. It, it's 
you know, I think that that that's where this whole thing we're gonna we're gonna see more game stops. You know, I'll be not the same magnitude, not like go from two dollars to you know, um, what was it, five hundred five hundred dollars, right? Not like that, but we're gonna see more people being engaged in in stocks. All right, they're gonna be more engaged in stocks. We're gonna see more. It's gonna be more social. It's gonna be like you know more communities. You know, I have people nowadays that have never traded before in their life. Like I get like one D, one or two DMs every week asking me, "Hey, you know, how can I get in?" Or, I mean, my 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 uh, my brother-in-law uh, about day before yesterday, I literally had almost an hour conversation with him over cryptocurrencies and and stocks. Uh, what kind of what, what stocks do I think will go up? What's the best asset allocation strategy to use? What what crypto do I think will go up? What's my thought process? And we talked for over an hour, and I can bet you he wasn't really actively investing, but he heard of GameStop. He didn't mention GameStop. <laughs> heard of GameStop? And I had another friend, uh, one of my other bu uh, buddies, hit me up about things. Like, hey, you know, I heard of GameStop, man. You know, how can I get in on the next GameStop? Hear those words. Do I, you know, how can I get in on the next GameStop? They're looking for the next GameStop, right? And they, they, they kind of think like you have this crystal ball that, you know, you just know what the next stop <laughs> is going to, the next, the next stock is going to, is going to rip. And, you know, you should just tell them. And if you don't want to tell them, that means, you know, you don't really like them or whatever, but that's not the case. I don't, if I knew the next GameStop, I would pour my entire life savings into the next GameStop. Right. And I'll probably be a billionaire or something, right? Or close to a billionaire. So I don't I don't know. But um I think you're gonna see more of that. More of that. And um you know, now with, with technology making it a lot easier for people to uh, interact and you know enter the markets, you know, now it's like you don't really need um you know like you don't need like a broker, like a traditional broker anymore, really. You can do this from anywhere. And all the research that, that was, uh, you know, previously afforded to only the big, the, the heavyweights and, you know, the uh, investment banks and you know, the institutions, little guy has those same type of research, right? All you have to do is look it up online or look at various um, reports that, that you can subscribe to for, for next to nothing and they give you the same reports, the same research and everybody can do it now. And there's, you know, they have these apps in, you know, the investment apps, Webull, you know, there's Webull out there now there's Robin hood and, you know, even, even uh, cash app. I think you, you can invest in yep. cash app. I mean, think about that. Think about that. You can, you know, you open up a, 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 an account, you get two free stocks. So now it's like, everybody's more, it's like, it's no longer, when you talk about like trading and finance, right now people people look at it more of on a social um, from a uh, from a social standpoint. Back then, back in the day, I know I know I'm sounding like you know I'm sounding really old right now, saying back in the day, <laughs> but um, it was more when you think about it, it was more like when you talk about like investing, trading. I think about like. Like you're like an old person reading a paper, getting your you know stocks from paper, or or like you have to be like really rich to be in the market. Now it's like everybody can do it. Anybody can do it. So more people, you're gonna see more of that. More type of GameStop stock, you're gonna see that. Um, we're gonna have different runners. Um, also, with the um, the Fed printing money, 
right? We're going to have a stimulus coming out, a $1.9 trillion stimulus is going to come out. And I actually talked about this on my, uh, I've been talking about this for, for weeks on end on my um, weekly recaps on YouTube. And um, we're going to have this $1.9 trillion stimulus. And there's, you know, this is going to be so much money being poured into the economy. Um, people are going to get their stimulus checks for $1,400. $1, I mean, there's actually talks of going to $10,000 for people, right? If, if you uh, senators are, are proposing an idea of $10,000 uh, per person and like even $1,400, I mean, look what happened last year when people had the first stimulus. We had crazy momentum in the markets, right? If you look at the stocks that we ran, we had Kodak, we had U1, we had a lot of stocks. So if, if we get that same um, type of stimulus, now it's actually bigger, I mean, no telling and more people are in the markets now right people are at home and they're interacting on on different uh, forums like wall street bets and you know stock twits twitter and everybody's you know it's more like a social thing now so yeah you're gonna see more of that more of that more more momentum and um you, you know more gamestop type moves well not necessarily i'm on not the, gonna say no yeah not, not this not necessarily on the magnitude of gamestop because you know um gamestop was basically hedge fund that was squeezed out you know almost squeezed out the game right but like you're gonna see more stocks that will run right you're gonna have a stock maybe open at like five dollars and maybe run to like twelve dollars you know fifteen dollars and you're gonna have another stock that's gonna do that the next day and it's just gonna be normal no, uh, when I started, I'm not gonna say no. I'm, 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 I'm actually certain that that's what's gonna happen. You know, when I, when I started trading, I started trading back in 2012. We never had consistent movers like this on, on this much volume. You know, we're seeing volume. I'm, I'm looking at these stocks and I'm looking at volume that, that I've never seen before on a, on a stock price in that, in that price range with that, you know, with that type of flow. And we're having, oh yeah, these stocks trade. You know, pre, by, by the first 30 minutes, they've already traded 25 million shares. I mean, that's crazy. You know? Um, on I, just, just for me, going back to like 2017 when I first got into like more day trading rather than swing trading, my, my filters used to be like 200,000 shares pre-market. Like, that that's not a really a good filter anymore. No, not at all. For something that's getting good volume. Well, not at all. Yeah, in one of my classes I actually teach it. Right? I, I, I'm not. I'm not even looking 200,000. That's negligible. Oh, ideally over a million. I want to see at least a million in pre-market. And it's like, you know, you don't even, 200,000, what's that? You know, that's nothing. <laughs> back, in, back in 2015, right, if you saw 200,000 in pre-market, that, that's like the stock of the day. It's like the stock that's really going to move. That's like your, your, your cue to like getting that stock because it had 200,000 in pre-market. You know, whereas other stocks had like, 30,000 shares, 40, you know, 50. This had 200,000. Wow. And then at the end of the day, stock would probably trade like 4 million shares at the end of the day. Now you're seeing stocks to trade 4 million by, you know, by market open. And well, it's going to be no, like that. No, yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one last thing, because you mentioned it, if you don't mind, um, and more of just a yes or no with a very slight thesis, if you don't mind, cryptocurrencies, yes or no? Oh, yes, 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 yes. A thousand times, yes. I've been in, um, 
I mean, if you guys are, you know, if you are in the, the in the chat room that I uh, I was a part of before starting my own service, I always talked about crypto. I talk about crypto on Twitter. Going back years, I talked about crypto, and um, I've been investing in crypto for years, and I plan on in keeping my positions and adding to it and investing for more years because I think crypto is the future. No, crypto is the future. That's where we're headed. Crypto is gonna be a uh, crypto is gonna be it. No. Yeah, that that that's just a quick answer. Not not to say what you're in, not to say anything like that. No, just no. The, <laughs> as it's growing, um, it's becoming more interesting, right? And the yes or no question is the debate now, and we'll have answers in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, I don't want to keep you up too late. Don't want to do anything too crazy. Uh, I'm gonna call it there for us. I appreciate you jumping on. Oh sure, sure, not a problem. Yeah, um, yeah, you're, you're. Um, I just didn't have a lot of time back then. You know, I would have knocked it out. I no, I completely understand with everything that was going on. <laughs> uh, n- not to rush it. I got you. The goal is to uh, hopefully someone learns something from this. Um, and if not, you know, you now have something you can go back in 2022. Be like, oh man. You know, four million shares in pre markets, nothing when we're looking at 30 million. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, for the YouTube video, all of your socials and your website will be in the description. Uh, anybody listening, it's out on all of the podcast listening platforms Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon has a podcast thing I didn't know of. Um, so to be all out there, I appreciate it. Uh, sure, this is Jared with the Halt Resume. I'm with Market Omega, yeah. and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. And then uh, really quick, I uh, just wanted to oh. um, um, let the people know my service. Uh, it's called MarketOmegaTrades.com. So, you know, guys, feel free to um, subscribe to it. Um, trust me, you're going to have an unbelievable time in the chat room. I get on a mic every day before the market opens. I'm on the mic for hours, and, uh, you know, just feel free to come check us out, you know. And uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Market Omega. You know, I usually post my uh, my ideas on thoughts, um, my uh, my thoughts and ideas on stocks and uh, cryptocurrency, sports, and life in general. And uh, also, you can follow me on um, Instagram, uh, MarketOmegaTrades.com. I'm sorry, Market Omega Trades. That's on Instagram. Or if you want to follow my personal Instagram, that's MarkGQ. And, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all of your links top of the description. Awesome. Very top. My stuff goes to the bottom. You're the important person here, not me. Awesome. Yeah, man. Ace, man. It was good. It was good chatting with you, man. You're a great. You're a great guy. Yeah. Man. No. Man. Uh, and for the uh, service, I will be in there shortly. Don't Absolutely. worry. I look forward to seeing you, man. I look forward to seeing you. Sab already put up a uh, good work for me, you know, so. <laughs> and Sab is one of my closest uh, buddy friends. Great ideas, we have a great relationship. So uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you on board.